0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar rahim Nahmudu wa ala rasooli al-kareem. Amma pa. Alhamdulillah. Tonight is the 25th of November in the year 2023. And Alhamdulillah, we moved on to the 23rd night that we're going through the exalted and dear life Of the eminent companion sayyidina abu huraira and i spent a few sessions in which i've been highlighting that some of the companions they were querying the narrations of sayyidina abu Hurairah, but at the end of the query of course they were fully happy and satisfied another example in this regard is with regards to the noble companion, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar. In Sayyih Muslim, Targhib Hayat al-Sahaba, Volume 4, page 753 to 4 of the New English Translation, Sayyidina Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas, he relates, I was once sitting with Abdullah ibn Umar, when Khabbab arrived, and he said, O Abdullah ibn Umar, Have you heard what Abu Hurairah is saying? He claims to have heard Rasulullah say When a person accompanies a funeral from the house then offers the funeral prayer and thereafter follows it until it has been buried he will receive the reward of two qirats each qirat being equivalent to Mount Uhud in magnitude Whilst for the person who returns after performing the funeral prayer, then he shall have the reward equal in magnitude to <coughs> Man Uhud. So stop in the report. So who was now creating? Khabab. So Khabab is one of the earliest companions. One of the first ten to embrace Islam. And he's gone to Abdullah ibn Umar. He goes, have you heard what Abu Hurairah is relating from the Prophet? And he narrates a hadith. The hadith basically says if you offer the funeral prayer and don't go to the burial you get the reward of one kirat, one mountain of deeds if you offer the funeral prayer and you go to the burial you get two mountains of deeds. because he's narrating this abdullah ibn umr thereupon sent khabab to aisha with instruction to verify the words of abu huraira and to report what she said back to him In the meantime, Abdullah ibn Umar took a handful of pebbles from the ground and he kept turning them over in his hand until Khabab returned. So what happened? So Abdullah ibn Umar told Khabab, go and see our mother and ask whether she's heard this hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. So Khabab leaves. But look how interesting. Abdullah ibn Umar is picking pebbles up. Now there's a reason for that. So he's like thinking, you know, what's happened? When Khabab returns, He mentioned that Aisha confirmed what Abu Huraira had said. Abdullah Ibn Umar then threw the pebbles on the ground and said, we have lost a great number of Kirats. We have lost a great number of Kirats. So what happened? When it was confirmed, now look how interesting. Like I mentioned, Aisha had no problem with Abu (laughs) Huraira. They're going to her again. Did the Prophet, did you hear the Prophet say these words? She goes, yes. (laughs) So when Ibn Umar heard it, you know like you've just lost our big time <laughs> through the pebbles he goes we've lost Kirat's meaning we just offered the funeral prayer if we had gone to the burial we would have got another mountain of deeds. so this is in Sahih Muslim but there's another report in Imam Ahmad in his Muslim number 9016 with the Sahih chain of transmission in a slightly different report Al-Walid Ibn Abdul Rahman he said Sayyidina Abu radiya not. He relates that Rasulullah said, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, من صل على جنازت فله Whoever offers the funeral prayer will have a قراط. ومن صل علىها وطبعها فله قراطان Whoever offers the funeral prayer and then follows the body will have two قراط. Ardullah ibn Umar thereupon said, رضي الله عنه be careful what you are narrating O Abu Hurairah for you narrate a great deal of hadith from Rasulullah Abu Hurairah then took Abdullah ibn Umar by his hand and brought him to Sayyidah Aisha who then confirmed what Abu Hurairah said Abu Hurairah thereupon said O oh, Abu Abdul Rahman, Allah, I was not distracted from Rasulullah by trading in the markets. All I wanted from Rasulullah was a word he would teach me or oh, in dire necessity a morsel of food he would give me. Abhanallah. So this is a slightly different report. This is a Sayyid hadith in Ahmad. So he narrates the hadith. Abdullah ibn Umar, he looked what he said to Abu Hurairah. He goes, watch what you're narrating, O Abu Kharerah. You narrate a lot of hadith. Now you've got to know who Abdullah ibn Umar is. <laughs> Otherwise, it doesn't mean you know, who is this, this to question Abu Harara? He's another senior sahab, And he's he narrated, and obviously he they were fearful of narrating. Because you narrate so many hadiths, be careful. So look at Tutching. Abu Kharera just got hold of his hand, <sighs> took him to our mother, and he goes, Mother, have you heard this hadith? And she goes, Yes. So Ibn Umar obviously at that point he's thinking, yeah, Astaghfirullah. But then he told Ibn Umar, I was not distracted from Rasulullah in the markets. Meaning, you were. <laughs> and he goes, all I wanted was a few words or in necessity he'd give me a morsel of food. In other words, he goes, do, do you think I'm going to say something which the Prophet never said? Allah But there's another report. Abu Hurairah once said to Abdullah Ibn Umar, radiyallahu alayhi we were not preoccupied from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam by land or transactions in the market are used only to us Rasulullah to teach me a word or to give me a meal to feed me in necessity. Upon this, Abdullah ibn Umar said, رضی اللہ عنہ انت یا اب حریر تا کنت لرسول اللہ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bi بحديثے O Abu Huraira, الله, you were indeed the one most clinging to Rasulullah and the most acquainted with his hadith from amongst us. Subhanallah. This is in Ahmad in his Musnaq, number 4453, with a Sahih chain of transmission. Hakim in his Mustadrak volume 3, page 510. Ibn Sa'ad in his Tabaqat volume 4, page 332. had al-Sahaba, volume 4, page 754 of the New English Translation. So what does it add in this Sahih addition? Ibn Umar, look what the praise he gave him. Amazing praise. He goes, You were the one most clinging to Rasulullah and the most acquainted with the hadith from amongst us. Who's saying that? Abdullah ibn Umar. So, again, if you don't know who that is, think in mashallah, No, you don't understand who this person is. Aisha has said about Abdullah ibn Umar, he is the most firmest in following the footprints of Rasulullah. In other words of all of the companions the one who followed Rasulullah the most was Abdullah ibn Umar. Was he saying about Abu Hurairah? He's saying <laughs> You were the one most clinging to Rasulullah but you're the one who's the most prolific follower of the Prophet. So notice the Sahabah they forget their own virtue. Because you cling to Rasulullah the most. And you were the most acquainted with the hadith. Now look how touching. He only said that after Aisha confirmed what that hadith was. So Ibn Umar goes, it's nothing personal. In other words, I just wanted to confirm. And he goes, you definitely are a source for this. And in a slightly different word, Abdullah Ibn Umar said, Ya Abu Hurayrata. الله الله o Abu Huraira, الله, you were in the company of Rasulullah more than us, وسلم, and thus retain more ahadith from him. So This is recorded in Tirmidhi, number 3862, is Hassan, and Shaykh al Bani stated authentic. Is Sahih Sunan number 3836? So look at these beautiful things Abu, uh, Ibn Umar saying about you. You were in the company of Rasulullah more than us. So, what does that put to bed? The four years. <laughs> Ibn Umar was with Rasulullah over a decade 15 years, and yet he said to Abu Huraira, You were in the company of Rasulullah more than us. Then he said, and you retain more hadith from him. Authentic hadith. You clung to him the most amongst us. You're the most acquainted with the hadith. So what does that tell you? When they were querying, they were doubting him. They just wanted to make sure that these are correct, these words of the Prophet So why is that important? Because if you quote half hadiths, so for instance, if I quoted half the hadith, and I say, look, Abdullah ibn Umar didn't trust him. Look, Khabab didn't trust him. Look, Aisha didn't trust him. Yes, if I call half a hadith, <laughs> complete the report. <laughs> and then you realize they weren't trusting his integrity. They just thought, this is the hadith or Abu Hurairah. We need to make sure. But of course, Abu Hurairah was hurt. <laughs> because when they said, we need to check, obviously he's thinking, you know, and then he say, because I was busy with Rasulullah. And you notice Ibn Umar Shall calm him now. because you clung to him the most. <laughs> In another flawless report, Abdullah ibn Umar said, Radiyallah Kumar, O Abu Hir, the Prophet made it your duty to teach us his hadith. <laughs> SubhanAllah, this is in Sayyih Bukhari, number 47, Sahih Muslim, number 945, Ahmad in his Musnad, number 4439, Al Bidayah. So in this flawless report, what did Abu uh, Ibn Umar say, Radiyallah Kumar? Rasulullah made it your duty to teach who? To teach us, the companions, his hadith. So all of that shows how highly they valued Abu Huraira. But they were teaching the Muslims till the end of time. If it's a hadith, you have to be very careful. Even you have, even if you have a person of the status of Abu Huraira, is he correct? Hmm. Maybe he's, you know, maybe uh, made an w- m- error in the wording. Maybe he's not relating it absolutely correctly. That's what they were discussing. But when they confirmed, they go, Abu Hurairah, it's your duty to teach us. You're the one who clung to him the most. You're the most knowledgeable of the hadith of the Prophet <laughs> Abdullah ibn Umar anhu would later praise Abu Hurairah for his courage. How do we know? He said, someone asked Abdullah ibn Umar Do you deny anything that Abu Hurairah said? Abdullah ibn Umar عنهم, said, no. He had courage. We liked it. Subhanallah. He had courage. We liked it. This is recorded by Hafiz Zahabi in his Seer, Volume 2, page 608. Look how beautiful. Who are these people coming to the Sahaba? These are Tabi'een, obviously, are Muslims. What was now being spread amongst the ignorant masses? Abu Huraira, is narrating, maybe there is now in his traditions. So when they went to the serious sahaba, look what they said to him. Abdullah ibn Umar, do you deny anything? Abu Huraira relates. Look what he said, no. He didn't say, well, there's a few hadiths that, you know, I'm still not happy with. He goes, no, I'm absolutely happy. But then he said something. <laughs> he had courage. We liked the meaning, we can't narrate hadiths. It's too much of a burden for us, we're scared. But he goes, he must be very courageous. Therefore, he's narrating from the Prophet So that's Abdullah ibn Umar. We've been through Aisha. Now we've been through Abdullah ibn Umar. Now let's turn to another one of the elite companions. The living martyr. One of the elite ten promised paradise in their lifetimes. Sayyidina Talha ibn Ubaidullah, he said in defense of Abu Hurayla, as related by the venerable grandfather of Imam Malik, Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik ibn Abu Amr al-Asbahi. So this is very interesting. This report is on the authority of Imam Malik's grandfather. <laughs> so think about that. Imam Malik is one of the four Imams. His grandfather was Anas ibn Malik ibn Abu Amr al-Asbahi. Not the famous Anas. So this is a flawless chance. He said, the grandfather, Imam Malik, I was on a visit to Talha, ibn ubaidullah when a man came to him and said, O Abu Muhammad, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I do not know whether this Yemeni is more knowledgeable with Rasulullah or you. He is fabricating things that Rasulullah never said. <laughs> Sayyidina Talha replied, By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I have no doubt that Abu Huraira heard from Rasulullah <laughs> that which we did not hear and that he knew that which we did not know. He thereupon asked, a, So then he continued, How? For we were wealthy individuals who possessed houses and large families, which would naturally preoccupy us. Thus we would go to the Prophet during the morning and the evening and we would return. Meanwhile, Abu Harara was a needy person. He had no wealth, family or children. Thus his hand was only where the Prophet's hand was. Hence, he would go wherever the Prophet went. sallallahu And we thus have no doubt. That he knew what we did not know. And he heard what we did not hear. Indeed no one from amongst us doubted him. Indeed you will never find anyone who was good in him. Ascribe words to Rasulullah wasallam That which he never said. So this is the full report. So let's look at this. So this is recorded in Bukhari in his tariq. Tirmidhi, number 3863, Hassan Gharib Hakim in his Mustadrak 3-511-2, stated, sahih to the criteria of Bukhari and Muslim. Fatal bari 1-191, sahih. Hayat al-Sahaba, volume 4, page 699-700 to of the New English translation. So it's an authentic report. Now think about this. Look what this man said to Talha. Shocking. He said, I don't know whether this Yemeni knows more about Rasulullah or you. What did he call Abu Hurairah? didn't even mention his name. He was the Yemeni. Then he said, second thing, shocking statement. He's fabricating things that Rasulullah never said. So let me ask you a question. Was this person, did he know Abu Hurairah? Sounds like a person today. (laughs) Talha, you would have expected to slap him. But no point slapping him. He was expecting Talha to say, you're right. Because we haven't heard these tables. What did he say? He swore an oath. By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I have no doubt that Abu Huraira heard from Rasulullah that which we did not hear and he knew which we did not know. That's the first thing he said. Secondly, he explained why. Because we were wealthy people. We had large families dwellings. We would go to the Prophet morning and evening. Meaning when we had time. Abu Hurairah was always with the Prophet. Hand in hand. Then look what he said. Talha We have no doubt. That he knew what we did not know. And he heard what we did not hear. Then look what he said. No one from amongst us doubted him. Who's us? So, Sahaba. Then he said something. Now this is another key point. What did he say at the end of the report? Talha You will never find anyone who has good in him lie about Rasulullah. So he goes, forget about the Sahaba. He goes, you wouldn't even expect a decent Muslim to do that. But you, your fruitcake, you're accusing the Sahaba. So look how strange. It's true. So as he goes, do you think of a scholar? He goes, do you think he'd lie about the Prophet? He goes, oh, no. Well, cool. You're accusing Abu Hurairah. <laughs> Does that mean the scholar knows a more taqwa than him? So he said something very interesting at the end. He goes, "Don't think what you're saying. First, you call him a Yemeni, uh, disrespect, and then you are saying he's lying." So Talha goes, "We have no doubt. We trust him. Meaning, you'll, you can go around. You can go around the block. Ask the sahaba. None of them will say anything different than I've said. Look at the place." Allah had 23 years with the Prophet, full term. He's still saying, he knows things we don't know. He's praising him. And then he says, none of us doubted him. Meaning, you won't find it. But then he said, if anybody lies about the Prophet, where's the goodness in him? Are you accusing a Sahaba, radhiyallahu So why am I mentioning all these reports? Spent three sessions on this if that was the time of the Sahaba, what do you think people are going to start saying now? Nah? <laughs> this was happening in the time of the Sahaba, so obviously you're going to get any Tom Dick and Harry now. You get books written. Abu Huraira, the destroyer of Islam. <laughs> Abu Huraira, the fabricator. Right? The shaitans, why are they attacking him? Because he's the gateway to the Sunnah. <laughs> you take Abu Huraira out, you destroy Islam. <laughs> But you can't see that because you're, you know, you're either you're a retard or you got blinkers on. They're not really bothered about Abu Huraira. Why are they targeting him out of all the sahaba? I mean, you have about that because he's the narrator. And if you're going to find any faults, he's going to be with a sahaba who spends less time. And they start using their logic and rationality. You said, look, all of this was sent in his in the sahaba's lifetime. What have you rediscovered? Will you be happy with Talha's statement? No. Were he asking me for them? Even if I say I trust him, you don't even trust Allah. Will you be happy with Abdullah Ibn Umar's statement? No. What are you coming to me for? So what's that telling you? They don't trust the companions of the Prophet And this is something that the companions knew would happen. And they were defending him ferociously, so all I mentioned again, was a few reports. Where the great companions of the Prophet wanted verification. They did testify, he's narrating things we've never heard. That is true. But when they made the relevant investigations, they humbly lowered their heads. And they, it was a kind of an apology to Abu Hurairah saying, Look, we trust you. You were the one who was most knowledgeable in Hadith, but don't take it personally. <laughs> and of course, he didn't take it personally because he held Abdullah ibn by his hand. He took him to Aisha. <laughs> Look how I mentioned, they, they looked at each other, but this is Hadith. <laughs> So, similarly, in today's day and age, if somebody queries a hadith you're narrating, don't find it an insult. No, you trust me, brother. Right? Say, look, the Sahabah did that. You know, of course, but we just want to make sure, you know, where have you got this narration from? Right? Because this is a weighty matter. And look how beautifully Abdullah ibn Umar put it. He had courage. We did not. That's what it boiled down to. We, could narrate, but we couldn't do it. Because he was a brave man. So, he's narrating from the Prophet Subhanallah. Are there any questions you like to ask about that?